Welcome back to The Good Stuff, uh, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindeku, The Good News Guy. Have an epic show for you guys today. It's been three weeks since we launched the hashtag Rack15 campaign, and it's still going super, super, super strong. There's lots of good stuff happening internationally, around the world, and um, and today is uh, the official Random Acts of Kindness Day in America. Um, I think it's actually international. I'm not too sure. So obviously we'll be launching... All over the States today, we've got big stuff going on. We've got Nikki Abbott, our very English correspondent, in studio with us today, as well as Ray and Shelby from the Sunflower Fund, who will pull in later. Plus, we'll be t- chatting to Sachi and Sachi Synergize all the way down in Cape Town uh, about their rack for, for 15 and what they got up to. And we'll also be bringing you Greg Holden, an artist from America who's making huge waves and has officially been nominated to do his rack. It's busy, busy, busy. But first, Nick, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me back again. How are you? I love having you in studio. I, you, I, I've always said it. You bring this level of sophistication. Oh, well, I try, you know. It's that fake English accent. <laughs> it, it's all put on. If anybody <laughs> meets me for real, I don't really talk like this. No, she totally understands Afrikaans. Not. <laughs> <laughs> We've taught her to say a couple of things in Afrikaans, and I, um, some of them she can't say on air. No. I think, I think we should leave that for another time. <laughs> for sure. Okay, so it was Valentine's Day this weekend. And, um, you know, all the romantic couples got together on Saturday, <laughs> did a little bit of dinner, gave each other teddy bears. Yeah, all the lovely stuff like that. Unfortunately, myself and my boyfriend did not have the pleasure of doing such wonderful things on Valentine's Day as I was working. You were working. What a terrible boss. I know. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so you were working. And uh, and where were you working? What, what did you um, get up to? I was actually at the Blue Bulls game. So what I do is I run all the pre-match entertainment um, for what the What does Blue that Bulls. entail? So basically we have a massive bullpen. Yes. Inflatable bullpen. Uh-huh. So picture a big infrastructure that's made inflatable. It's white and blue. It's got the Blue Bulls logo all over it. Inside, uh, we have a mechanical bull. I love mechanical bulls. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm bruised. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to ride it as well? Well, you know, I've got to test it before the public get on it. You know, you don't <laughs> want to fall off and hurt themselves. No, yeah, I do have a good couple of goes. I've got a little bit of a competition running through myself and the staff that work for me on the day. Yeah. See who can stay on the longest. Who's winning? Brushing my shoulders. Yes, I am the reigning champion so far. Whoop, whoop. Um, it's, it's all in the hips. <laughs> <laughs> So we have the mechanical bull, um, we've got a, an inflatable, um, rugby goal, so you can, we have the kicks, um, competition kicks, and we've got a dunk tank in there. A real dunk tank. An actual dunk tank. Now, now that it's warm, we have water in it. So, uh, yeah, it was like 35 degrees on Saturday. Yeah, it was, ov- it was honestly a heaven sent on Saturday. It was so hot, I actually have burnt, and I was wearing suntan lotion, but oh, I suppose wow. I am English, so. Yeah, no, she is really English. I was kidding about the fake thing. She's really, really English. <laughs> the pale skin. <laughs> the pale skin and the sun don't don't match well. Um, but she's beautiful, even with her sunburn. Oh, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got the dunk tank. You have uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. What what else is in there? Um, well, we have the bulls dancers. They come through and they do a little dance for us. Uh, you can take your pictures with the players. Yeah, we have a whole load going on. So that's always the three hours before the match starts. So if any of the Bulls fans that are listening will be there on Friday, this Friday, um, for the Bulls game. The kickoff is at seven. <laughs> so we'll be there between four and seven if anyone wants to come on down. No, well, real question. So it was Valentine's Day on Saturday. Was the stadium quite full? Um, to be fair, it wasn't as busy as, as what it normally is. Uh, Surprisingly, you'd think that everybody in Pretoria that supports the Bulls would have taken their partner to go and watch the Blue Bulls. They didn't. Nope. Um, I even went in and watched a bit of the game uh, once it had started, and the stadium also wasn't that busy. Hectic. Yeah. I think it's obviously not the most romantic place to go. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. I'm not going to take someone on a date to... Uh... Although, in America, when they go to like the baseball and the basketball and stuff, it's really like popular to go. And then they propose and they kiss and stuff at half time. They, all that sloppy stuff. I had friends of mine come over from Scotland a little while back. And, uh, in Scotland, it's still a rule that you are not, they're not allowed to broadcast the big games on a Saturday from like 
1 p.m. to 6 p.m. is not allowed to be televised at all because they want to keep the stadiums full. Yeah, I suppose that's actually a good it's plan. Brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. I think to myself, why aren't they doing it that here? You'd get so much support going out to the stadium. It's so easy to just pick up stuff now on the internet or on your TV to sit at home and it comes to you. Yeah. If you want to fill out stadiums, Scotland have kept to that rule. And even when the they've made such a thing about it that even when, like a Friday night when the game's on, those stadiums are packed because people want to be at the stadium. And also, in the U- I know in the UK, I'm not sure if it's the same for Scotland, but if you want to go watch the football or something you have to be a season ticket holder Aha. so obviously if you're paying the amount to be a season ticket holder you're gonna, you're gonna, go. gonna go to every match you're gonna go they've got the, their movie I, I can't even think of what, I, what it was now i think it drew barrymore was in it but uh the guy has got season tickets for his favorite baseball whatever it is and he sits in the same seat every single week yeah. he has a ritual he like follows the games and th- and it's big over there whereas in south africa i mean sometimes you'll watch either the cricket or the rugby or whatever and you see the stadium's quite empty no it's true but i think like you say it's too easy to ac- access it without going to the stadium i mean it's on tv most bars or pubs will broadcast it as well so it's actually you know most people would rather go sit in Molly Malone's, for example, and have a drink while watching it rather than paying the money to get there, having to park, having the stress of driving out with all the traffic. Well, look, it is it is better to go to a little pub and watch it. I would much rather Yeah, that. me too. It's good fun. And it's down the road and then you don't have to drive and you can have a couple of beers and not worry about it because you'll be walking or catching a cab. It's, it's exactly. a lot easier. But I do think that they should definitely implement that rule here of not broadcasting at certain times. So, Super Sports, if you yeah. guys are listening, just stop broadcasting. That's what we want you to do. Here's our business advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I mean, last week was crazy. I don't know if you watched State of the Nation. I actually missed it. Um, it was actually my boyfriend's birthday on the same day. So, unfortunately, I did sacrifice watching that to go out for a birthday dinner. I'm sorry. Well, you, you missed the only one that ever mattered. I, I have heard, and I did watch on the news the next morning and saw them being ushered out not so gently. Yeah, I guess um, unless you're living on a rock, you know what's happened. You've uh, you followed the story. There was crazy stuff. In EFF, uh, they disrupted everything. The DA walked out. There were police brutality involved. The Speaker of the House didn't know what was going on. Zuma was laughing. There was all this stuff going on at Sona and uh, State of the Nation 2015. And and what's that that's left in South Africa this sense of negativity. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, the first I heard about it was on Facebook and everybody writing on Facebook, oh, I'm so glad I've got a European passport or whatever. Like it's they becoming want like Zimbabwe. Run, uh, yeah. run, run. Here's my thing to say to all of you, stop. Stop with the negativity. Stop with all of that. Because if, you, if you're focusing on whatever negative stuff you think and you're following the sheep into the same slaughterhouse, then, then please just stop. It doesn't do anybody any good. Um, the fact that the EFF were disrupting things and the fact that the DA, the DA got up and walked out, it just shows what a strong opposition party we have and how our constitution will never be broken and how amazing it is that there are people that are standing up for our rights, which I think is flippin' awesome. I think it's amazing. I also think that this seems to happen every year where it doesn't go as, as the public plan. And, and then, then every- everybody's like, bail, leave the country. And then three months later, they're like, no, wait, let's stay. <laughs> well, Trevor Noah did that thing the best way. He's like, oh, we got to pack our bags and go to Australia, Meryl. Got to go to Australia. Um, and I don't think that that's the case. It was a speech. It didn't go as planned. Uh, we've got strong opposition that are fighting for our rights. I think it is amazing that our constitution is where it is. And it's even more incredible that the power of the people will always prevail. I saw on Sunday night. Um, I was watching Carte Blanche. I do that to myself. I sit, I watch Carte Blanche, I listen to that music. I know that the weekend's over, but I also know that a great week is coming ahead. So I don't look at it that way. I've got a different outlook to other people. So positive. I think when other people hear the Carte Blanche music, they run for the hills. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm like, this is, this is the way to kickstart my week to know what's going on in the world. And, um, they, they, they did a segment. It was very short on, on the state of the nation. And Devi, um, who we, her and I, tweet often no no tours here we 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 tweet each other and we chat and it's all good and and debbie tweeted um whatever happened in 
Sona, do you believe that South Africa is becoming a police state? Which is a valid question. And if you clicked on the tweet, there were hundreds of replies. I can imagine. That we're getting back to her. And I would say 99% of them, minus me, were all, yes, 100%. It definitely is. And I just think to myself, if that's, if that's your outlook as a South African and that's the way you're seeing stuff, you are clouded. You're wearing blinkers. It's, uh, and also, you're kind of inviting it to happen. If you're saying, yes, that's what it is, you're letting it happen. Totally. So so I would change, change your mindset, look at things. There's always the good stuff. You can always find the good stuff. And in this right here, I'm telling you, the good stuff is that we have, as the people, a great opposition party with a voice uh, who are constantly fighting for our rights. And if anything, if you saw the wave of how people... Um, we're disrupted. Even in the negativity, it just shows that we're all on the same page. We all agree with the same thing. Even our English bird over here. Yeah, you know, I've jumped on board. Nah. <laughs> you know. Anyway, quickly, you asked me how my Valentine's Day was. How yes. was yours? Oh, uh, it was amazing. It was incredible. This is when I need to go get the bucket to throw up because yeah. you're going to be all like, oh, it was so lovely. I so woke romantic. Up, I woke up. Um, and I woke up and there were flowers and a teddy bear next to my bed. But, but weren't you a little hungover when you woke up? Or? I may have been. I may have been. <laughs> Fridays, Fridays are reserved for billies. I didn't just say that. And, uh, and <laughs> All yeah. right, lead to Billy. <laughs> and I may have woken up on, on Saturday not feeling too great about life, but flowers and teddy bear next to the bed. Uh, I got an amazing home cooked meal. It was just phenomenal. Every, all, all of my favorites. Um, I love these like olives that are stuffed with cream cheese and uh, almost fried. You're making me so hungry. Yeah, and they were made for me. I had homemade tronchado. The dessert was it was just incredible. I think that's that's, and I think when you're hungover, there's nothing better than rolling over and walking up to waking up. Sorry, to a nice bunch of flowers that all of a sudden makes the uh, life is better. Yeah, talking about love and Valentine's Day and everything else that goes with it. Did you uh, manage to get out to any of the cinemas this weekend? And now I know where we're heading with this and I have not yet. Having said that, I have to say the movie that we're about to talk to, talk to, talk about, it's not. I wouldn't want to talk. I'm a bit scared to talk yeah. to them. It's not, it's not one that I've actually been dying to go and see. Um, and I have heard mixed reports about it. Yeah. The, the, look, and I've said this, if, if you follow the show, I've said this a couple of times. I feel nothing for 50 shades of gray. Uh, from the book, uh, which I, started slightly reading that the writing is horrid it's absolutely terrible um the the casting i was like oh not that great my my sort of thinking i like the lead actor because i enjoyed that other series he was in the uk one I don't uh, called know the him. Fall. it was an incredible series um but he fitted the part for this i don't know about this 50 shades gray and uh i think my my, my final word on 50 shades of gray is i would rather by the CD than the DVD because the music is epic. I was going to say the music that's come from it is amazing. Yeah. But I'm not, like I say, I'm not overly keen. I think it's definitely going to be one that I'll probably wait to come out on DVD. I don't think it's going to rush to DSTV anytime soon. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be one of those that they're going to, they're going to rush to show on DSTV. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be one that I'm going to rush to go to the movies. But they were saying there was some reports or something. I think it was America or the UK, one or the other, where they'd upped the, um, emergency services on standby. For when the movie came out, because they were anticipating <laughs> people would go watch the movie, go home, try and reenact the movie, and obviously it not go quite what? so well. That is insane. Yeah, so they upped the uh, the emergency services on standby so they could deal with the with that's all these people that got themselves into some sticky situations. That's great. I, I want to stop this conversation. Fifty <laughs> Shades great. If you enjoy it, good for you. I, I'm not I'm not part of it. Today is Random Acts of Kindness Day, and we're all about sharing kindness. So yesterday, we managed to get in touch with Greg Holden, an artist in America who's all about the, be- the good stuff, being kind, and paying it forward. This guy is phenomenal. I got to speak to him. He is, he is the... He's m- me... Living overseas. He's the American version of you. Well, he's not because he's from the UK originally. Oh, okay. Or Scotland <laughs> or somewhere in that sort of area. He's the English Scottish version of you living in America. He's phenomenal. And, and his outlook on life is exactly the same. Positivity. Uh, he wants to pay it forward and he's releasing his new single today on, because it's the Random Mexicanist Day. It's, it's an amazing single. It's, uh, 
Yeah, his music videos are so all about paying it forward. It's really, it was a treat to speak to him. And, uh, and we've actually got him on board with the Rack 15 that's, campaign. That's awesome. I did actually watch his video that's being released yeah. today. It is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going to play you a little bit of a snippet of, of how we, we chatted to him yesterday. We had such a long conversation that I've broken it down. Um, but have a listen. This is Greg. It is great to you, to have you on the good stuff. Welcome to the show. I've heard a lot about you, and I'm totally looking forward for you to join the campaign. Can you tell all the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your music career? Yeah, I've been, um, I've been in independent arts for quite some time. Um, I did change mostly because I wanted to kind of be in a situation where I could always be true to what I was creating and not be forced to put myself in a corner because of who I was working with. And then earlier this year, I signed with um, one of those two It is, it is exciting, uh, and, and the single that you're releasing today, or tomorrow, seems like a perfect fit for Random Acts of Kindness Day and the Rack 15 campaign. What inspired you to write Hold On Tight? Well, that, for me, I was in quite a negative place for quite a while, and I had a kind of change of heart when I went on that trip to India and Nepal, when I realized how, how fortunate I was and how lucky I was to, to be doing what I'm doing, and that song is all about kind of celebrating the fact that It's, it's really crazy that you mentioned uh, that you had an eye-opener when you went to India. I had exactly the same experience when I went to Bangladesh, which is, is just around the corner. And it's, it's so cool to find someone who genuinely believes in the good stuff. Um, have you always had this positive, inspirational philosophy, or was India the turning point? I think that's what it's all about. When when you start inspiring people, they tend to inspire you, and and that's sort of the back and forth, yeah. which is the great circle yeah, of, of being kind. Totally. Okay. So so Rack Fifteen is a global movement, and your song is being released globally. Where is the furthest from you that you found a fan base? I know you've been to India, you've travelled a bit, but where's the furthest that you have a fan base, and what do you think they'll think of the song? Totally, you're, you're able to, to spread that. And it's funny that you mentioned South Africa. We have this crazy idea where we're planning to put together a concert for Rack 15, uh, where the only way to get tickets is to perform a random act of kindness. If we manage to put this together, would you, would you, would you be keen on coming to SA? Yeah, well then, there we go. We, we, we would love to have you over here. We'd show you all the sites of South Africa and, and really have a good time. Greg, it's been amazing having you on the show and I look forward to sharing the yeah, kindness together. So much, Congratulations, Anthony. I think it's amazing that you've done this and I'm really inspired by it. Man, you, 
You inspire me. Just just before we close off, how do people get in touch? How do they follow you? And how do they get hold of the music? Uh, all my social networks are at Greg Holden. Um, so, it's, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And my website is com. Fantastic. Thanks, Greg. Uh, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, talk to you soon, man. Thanks so much. Good luck. So that was Greg Holden all the way from America. His, his album's being released today, and I cannot tell you how in line he is with what I believe in, and also Rack 15. Um, we got to chat to him yesterday. We also nominated him. We sent him a, a YouTube link of me nominating him, and he's going to carry Rack 15 forward, which is incredibly exciting. It is cool. Now, like, I mean, I know it's gone international already, but this is just, this is now going like international superstars. Yeah, he's he's an amazing artist, and uh, it's rad. There's there's talk of us being on the Today Show. There is um, a lot of different stuff. BuzzFeed, which is a massive network in America, is going to feature Rack Fifteen and Greg Holden uh, for the next couple of days. That's so, awesome. It's flipping exciting. I I'm so excited for you. It's so awesome. I mean, just the response again. It's just been massive. It's been massive. All right, so we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Catherine from Suchi and Suchi on the line in about three minutes. But before we do, I quickly want to do my my change one thing segments. Every week, I have a segment called Change One Thing, where I find one thing that me, you, the listeners can change to make a difference. It's usually something small, uh, but those are the things that matter. And it's it's actually something that happened to me on the weekend. Um, I changed the program, so Nick is like, what? Uh, on on Saturday, I, w- I popped in at Blue Bulls. Yes, you did. Uh, to have a quick look and to see what was rolling and how it was going. And as I climbed out of my car, I found a cell phone. Yes. I actually completely forgot to ask you what happened to that cell phone. I found a cell phone and, and I was, it was a iPhone, a brand new iPhone. Uh, it looked like it was in an in incredible condition, nice cover. And, um, it was a lady's phone because it was like a butterfly with diamantes and all sorts of stuff. And a picture of her and her kids on the front, if I remember correctly. On the screen, <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, it did. And, um, and yeah, we, we, I found the phone and I waited for them to call me, uh, so that they could pick up their phone. But the strange thing was the people around me, not you, because you and I were on the same page, but other people were like, yes, we got a new phone. Let's keep it. And I thought to myself, how the, how did that work in your mind? I've just found someone else's phone. How would you feel if the tables were I was going to say, if somebody, if I lost my phone, I'd be devastated. And if someone did what you did, I'd be so grateful. Like, I think that's the problem is too many people find phones and just think, whatever. Let's let me just, upgrade my phone for free. Let's just give it away. So yeah, I waited for them to call me. She did, uh, later on in the evening. And at that time when she called me, I, I could hear in her voice how thankful she was and how she believed that this was something that didn't exist. Like, you, you've given me the phone back. That's insane. And my, my first point of call was, but that's what anybody should do. Yeah, that should be the standard. That should be the norm. But also, I think it's, it, it's strange how, even though we know, I mean, unfortunately, it is, it isn't the standard that someone would give it back. And it is the standard that somebody else would maybe just take it, but you still always phone it. Like, it's amazing that she didn't expect that somebody would give it back to her or that she would get it back, but yet she still phoned it. She still had that little bit of hope. A little bit of hope. And it was exactly what it was, and it, it felt good to give back. It felt good to, to, when she came and met me, she was very thankful. It was, it was a good feeling to do that. And I think that's my, that is my change one thing Tuesday, this Tuesday. It, it is for you to, to do that, do good. Instead of thinking one way, think the other way. Yeah. It's something simple that you can do. I found a phone, and my first point of call was to give it back. That was the first thing, and I think other people can learn from that. Yeah, not give it up to the first person that's saying, I need a new phone, let me have it. Fantastic. Uh, all right, I think perhaps, perhaps we might have Catherine on the line. Um, we're just going to check in a couple of seconds. Next, do you, do you have any other good news? I found a couple of good news stories online. Okay. Which, which, I mean, really good stuff that we can be excited about. Um, the one story was about the dog traveling 20 blocks to find its owner. That's hectic. In America. But that's, have you seen that movie, um, I can't say it, Hitchikachikachiko. <laughs> whatever it's called. Have you, that's like that movie. You know how the dog sits and waits by the train station every single day for his owner to come back, even though unfortunately his owner had passed. Yeah. It's a very sad so. movie. But it's amazing how dogs know, like, the routine and 
this dog's been caught on CCTV camera. Following its owner 20 blocks every day to where its owner was going to get, uh, it was, the owner was going to get specialized care or whatever. And the dog f- followed her every, every day. That's hectic. Yeah. Until That's they found so nice. the dog, and then they were like, "Maybe I should just bring the dog with." To yeah. off with. <laughs> no, let me just put the lead on it, let it walk with me instead of making its own way. Totally. No, that's so nice, but it is like I think the saying that a dog is a man or woman's best friend is definitely true. Agreed, and I love my dogs. Um, other stuff that's been happening is a bunch of people have got on board with hashtag Rack Fifteen. They've really been doing an amazing stuff. All over the country, doing really, really cool, cool things. We have Catherine from Sachi and Sachi Synergize down in Cape Town on the line, who came up with a simple yet epic idea. Thanks for joining us, Catherine. Hi, Brain. Thanks for having me. How's Cape Town today? Uh, it's great. It's part of the George Foreman Grove, but it's beautiful. <laughs> We're all, I'm always jealous of, of Cape Town. It's my, it's my playground. I use Cape Town to go down there and have a good time, play by the mountain, catch up with the sun, and you get to live there, so I'm incredibly jealous. Oh, no, it's, it's such a great town to live in. We have the mountain, we have the sea. I mean, you can just pop to the beach straight after work if you want. Yeah, it's a stunning place to live. You're, you're not helping with the jealousy. So you're with Sachi and Sachi <laughs> Synergize. What do you do there and sort of what's the company about? Okay, well, Sachi and Sachi Synergize is a full-service digital agency. So we offer services um, such as website development, mobile development, PPC, ACO, and so on. And me specifically, I'm an account manager, and I either get mistaken for an accountant or a 12-year-old, um, <laughs> basically because I doesn't run in our family. Um, but yeah, basically, I look after a set of clients and their digital marketing. Really incredible. We we need good marketing companies, and, and it's good stuff what you guys are doing. You decided to get involved with the Hashtag Rack 15 kim- campaign. First of all, what was the inspiration behind it? Well, Sachi and Sachi synergize basically stands for um, Big Love and, and Big Data. So RAC 2015 falls under Big Love. And we're huge on building culture within the company and outside of the company. So the minute we heard about it, we wanted to get involved, obviously. All right, and what is it that you did do? Well, we did a few things. So the whole company got involved from our interns to top management. So we had a copywriter intern who bought flowers to the account managers the one day just to brighten up the day. We had an ACO intern who was reading a book on the train, and then he left it once he was finished for somebody else. Amazing. So basically saying, please enjoy this book, and if you do enjoy it, please pass it on to the next reader. And we also um, we made some signs um, just basically to cheer up the drivers and the traffic. So we went and sat on or stood on Somerset Road with just different signs. And actually, one of our, the girls holding a sign actually got given 50 rand, which wasn't <laughs> wow. quite the age, <laughs> but it just it went towards another initiative, which was great. Well, and then, oh, another thing we also did was, um, we're kind of living in the construction side at the moment because we're going through innovation. So mm-hmm. our cleaning and maintenance staff has been amazing. So we, we put together some food and presents and gifts for them. That's really incredible. One of the things that we saw, and, and it was a lot of the pictures were being shared, was of you guys on Somerset Road. It really did look amazing. Yeah. All the signs just cheering up traffic and, and getting sharing the kindness in the morning, which is really rad. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, actually. A lot more people got involved. We had people taking photos with us, and all the cars were hooting. So it was actually quite a nice way to start the, the morning. And that, and that's what makes it worthwhile. We've also heard about the internal hashtag make my, make my Monday campaign at Sachi. What is that all about? Well, that's actually very similar to RAC. So basically it's an initiative where you go and you make someone's Monday either in the office or outside of the office. So what we do is we'll do little things. Like it can be something like buying someone a coffee, buying them their favorite chocolates, just anything that's just going to make their day a bit better and then obviously hopefully get rid of Monday blues. Keep up the good work. It's, it's amazing to have you on board and it's always great to speak to people that are on the same level um, of inspiration and positivity and doing good and paying it forward. I think the world cannot get enough of that. So well done and it's really awesome um, having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's amazing. How do people stay in touch with the company or yourself if you want to do any shameless plugs? This is your chance. Okay. Well, um, you can find us on Twitter at Big Love Big Data. 
or Facebook under Saatchi and Saatchi Synergize, and then Instagram under Saatchi Synergize. Thank you so much for being on the show. We are going to uh, uh, tweet all of those links and, and sort of spread the love again because I think it's important. If people are doing good and, and they're doing something in the world, uh, you need to talk about it. It inspires other people. I love the Make My Monday thing. That's we, such a good idea. We need to implement that everywhere. I think so. Like how how much, like you were saying, you know, people hear the carte blanche music on a Sunday and then they're like, oh, it's Monday tomorrow. And how many times do you see those pictures on Facebook saying don't tell me it's Monday or please don't let it be Monday or whatever. Well, next we're going to, we're going to sort out for you. That's your project on it. Before you come back into studio, we're going to get you to create a, a global make my Monday campaign. And, uh, we're going to find a make my Monday song. Maybe that's the plan. Okay, on it. When we come back, we're going to have our guests from the Sunflower Fund in. They're doing something epic, uh, which we all want to hear about. If you want to get in touch and get involved with the conversation, you can give us a call on 0861 You can send a message to WeChat or tweet us, cliffcentral.com, Brent Lindeque. We'll be right back. That is actually one of the tracks from Fifty Shades of Grey, which Nikki and I are both not going to watch, but we'll buy the soundtrack. I was going to say, I like, the, I like the song, just not the movie so much. Our next guests are from the Sunflower Fund, but they're also doing something really ridiculous to raise money. I think it's ridiculously amazing what they, what they're getting up to. Um, they're raising money and awareness about, about, uh, the fund. We've got Ray and Shelby that are in studio with us. Welcome to the good stuff, guys. Thank, Thank you, Brent. Thank you. It's good to have you here. I always do ask when uh, our first-timers are in studio, what do you think? Because I don't think you've ever been to Cliff Central before. What do you yeah. think of the studios? It's pretty rad. It's very, really nice. Very casual, very funky. And that's what we're going yeah. for. We're going for no, that. And uh, relax. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there's relaxed, no bureaucracy yeah. here. You just yeah. walk straight in. <laughs> just, yeah, no one frisked me. Nah, we're not going to stop you. Come <laughs> in and come in and play. <laughs> you sounded a little bit disappointed there. Um, Ray, as an introduction, can you perhaps just tell us about yourself um, and your journey with leukemia? Leukemia, because you're a survivor. Yes, yes, I am. Um, my journey started 2006, uh, where I had a, a bruise on my one arm, and uh, it just wouldn't go away, which was odd. So my wife convinced me to go to the doctor, and uh, one of the things they did was take a blood test, and then I had the devastating news that I had a very aggressive form of leukemia, and uh, my life just stopped and changed. I said, uh, don't go to work, just go straight to the hospital. I didn't have an immune system, so they put me straight into a isolation ward, and my family would have to visit with uh, wearing sort of uh, masks and that. It was just a foreign world to me. And then I had to start all the, the treatments and find out more about it. So it was a big shock in my life, that. It sounds very daunting, and, and I, I can't relate because I've never been in that position. But you, I mean, you walked in here with a smile, and you you... <laughs> It sounds so spiritual, but there's a there's an aura. You're here. You're positive. You've made it through. Um, and what what drives that? I mean, what? How do you keep your focus and stay positive during that process? Well, I think the whole when you have a brush with death, it gives you this massive shock. It it turns everything in your life upside down, and you reevaluate everything. And uh, you kind of realize that the two greatest things that you have in life is life itself and your health. And, uh, you know, then or you can do all these great things in your life. You know, you can do things with your family. You can go on ventures. And uh, I had a lot of time to dream about all those great things. I had a, a year in the hospital just lying there, hoping that I'd make it through. And uh, and it was a miracle, you know, that I had – I was kept alive by all the donors. Uh, every couple of days I'd have to be have a blood transfusion. And uh, to have the permanent cure, what they had to find was a perfect uh, donor match. So I'd have to have a, a – bone marrow transplant i'm going to get into that nano with shelby um in a bit i first want to chat about you're an, you're you're an official ambassador uh, of hope for the sunflower fund and you've raised you've done other things to raise funds but now you've come up with something called the everest challenge yes what so is this, it what is it about <laughs> well when you think everest i guess you think big and uh this <laughs> is this massive. is big beyond your imagination what we were doing is my son and i were training to climb mount everest uh, we, we're doing all the seven summits together, also with Forward Awareness for the Sunflower Funds. And uh, we train at the Westcliff Stairs. And this is where the brainwave came in. I thought, well, what, it, what would it be like to actually just keep going until you've actually climbed the height of, height of Mount Everest? Oh and then, uh, and so we had, we had planned it and we were going to do it, uh, which was December 
2013. And then all these nutters in Joburg said they want to join us. I couldn't believe it. So we had an event on our hands. That <laughs> is absolutely incredible. When you're training on the West Cliff stairs, what does that entail? Because you have, I mean, you have to do how many, t- how, how high are the West Cliff stairs? Uh, well, each, each time you go up and down, uh, you've, you've gone up an altitude of 55 meters and it's about one and a half a kilometer. And generally what they do is if you can do 10 reps of the stairs, then you're ready for any mountain in the, in the world. 10 reps. Just of 10 the reps. How many do you have to do to complete this Everest challenge? Now, the Everest challenge is a bit more. It's 200 reps. Just a little bit more. <laughs> not many. But. No, but just remember, uh, we're not cutting you off after one hour. You've got 36 hours to complete the challenge. So, so you, we're very generous on time. You have to do the, so the, 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 the Everest challenge is going up and down the West Cliff stairs. Challenge. 200 times in the space of 36 hours. Yes, and then you then you would have climbed a coolant height of Mount Everest from sea level to the top and back down again. How long does it normally take, like if you when you climb Everest itself, how long does that normally take? Well, I asked my friend Sibu Sisu, who's also taking part in the challenge, and he tells me it takes something like two months to climb Everest. Sure. Because he said, I got it all wrong. How come we're going to give him 36, 36 hours? I was going to say, you're doing something that in 36 hours. Yeah. You've, you've just mentioned Sibusisu. You have a lot of high-profile uh, profile athletes taking part in this. Uh, how did you meet him? Sibusisu uh, yeah, has become a great friend. Um, and he's, he's also become, become sort of a great advocate for the Sunflower Fund. Uh, but we met on the mountains. So we, a couple of years ago, my son and I were climbing Aconcagua in South America. And he turned out to be our guide. And we knew nothing about the mountains. I'm, I'm just an engineer from Randburg. And he taught us I, about how I love, you... I love, I'm going to pause you. I love the modesty. Um, <laughs> you've gone through this life-altering thing, uh, which is leukemia. You survived. You've come up with this amazing challenge, which it's going great, to get great awareness. It's going to raise money. Um, you're a great guy. I think sitting, <laughs> sitting next to you, I can, I can say that. So carry on. That's Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so, so that's where I met Subi and, uh, at high altitude and he, he taught us how to survive up there, you know, how to, um, keep, keep all your fingers and toes. I've still got all my fingers and toes. So he did a great job. One of my bucket lists is to sort of climb, not Everest because I, I may, maybe Everest, maybe it is, yeah. maybe that's a bucket yeah. list, but at the moment <laughs> in my sights is to do Kilimanjaro and, uh, luckily I've met the right people and I'll be doing that this year. So I'm, awesome. exci- I'm excited <laughs> about the climbing and it, it, yeah. it does excite me. Um, you need assistance from corporates for this because you, you obviously want corporates to jump on board and you do want to raise the money. You do ra- want to raise the awareness. What exactly are your needs at the moment? We have big financial needs, which is a bit obvious. Um, first of all, we want to try and get this, the, all the athletes sponsored. We don't want them just running up and down stairs for nothing. So um, we've got a Facebook page where they can pick up details. Uh, just look up Everest Challenge, and you'll see all the epic um, athletes that are going to be taking part. There's runners, there's mountain climbers, there's CrossFit guys, everything you can imagine, cyclists doing it. And... Uh, the other thing that we need is we need urgently sponsors for the actual running shirts, which I've actually brought one with me. If you want to take one, get one yourself, you can, you can still sign up. Well, you, before, before, <laughs> no, no before, pressure. before I brought you, brought you into the studio, I, I mean, I mentioned that I'd love to be involved. So, um, yes, a hundred percent. Whatever you need, Shelby, I'm there. Shelby, sign him up straight away. I'm, I'm we'll there. Do that. I'm there like a bear. <laughs> You're also looking for sponsorship, um, per stair, which I think is 10 rand per stair. Uh, how, the, how do the public get involved with that? Well, if we worked out that there's a hundred thousand stairs that the athletes can climb. So if we can just get a 10 rand sponsorship for each stair, that would be a it's million rand. And, which would be amazing. It's, 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 it looks like a small contribution, but you're actually making a big contribution with that 10 Rand. And so, you can choose how many stairs you want to sponsor. You don't have to stop off to one. Sponsor 100 stairs. My, my philosophy in life has always been change one thing, change everything. And it's about those small little acts of changes that you do, that do, they add up to, to make something greater. If all of our listeners and everybody involved, even if you're catching this on the podcast, there is no time frame to this. Um, 10 Rand, it's, it's not a lot of money. That's really not. And, uh, and we'll give you all the details when we sort of end the interview of, of where to find the Twitter and the Facebook and all of the social media so people can get involved. Um, Shelby, you're with the Sunflower Fund. Can you tell us more about the important work that you do? 
Sure. So um, what we what we really do is we create the awareness and we educate people about becoming a bone marrow stem cell donor. Um, obviously, um, the most critical thing that, that people don't realize is that it's not based on your blood group, but it's based on your DNA. Because it's based on your DNA, we obviously need people from every ethnic background to actually join because it's DNA-based. So, um, Ray and I could possibly be a match, um, but CBC uh, and I wouldn't be a match okay. because obviously our DNA strands are totally different. So that is why, you know, it, it, leukemia is, it's not racist, it's not sexist, it, 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 it affects everybody, it affects every ethnic group. But what we're finding is that because there are so few people of color on the registry, we, bat- we, we battle to find matches for those um people of color that, that get leukemia and life-threatening blood disorders. Is it quite easy to sign up to become a donor? What, what is the process? It, it is easy to, to sign up. So basically what you would do is you'd phone the toll-free number, which is 0800-121082. You'd speak to the ladies on uh, at the call center, and they would um, want you to read the information brochure before you even do the sign-up. Basically, just to familiarize yourself with with the procedures and all of that kind of thing. Once you've read through that, they will then do the, start the registration process. They will go through the form, fill the forms in for you. They will go through all the medical uh, um, jargon and well, you know, if you you can't join if you've had pins and screws and that kind of thing um, in your through your bones. Um, there's a couple of other things as well, but they will go through all of that with you. You need to be between the ages of 18 and 45 as well. Um, and you need to weigh over 50 kilos. There's a couple of criteria that you, that you need to, but to, to meet. They would, they would tell you all of that Absol- on the, on the phone. Well, well yeah. if you, once they've, um, um, asked you to go through the information brochure, you would see all of that. So basically they would then obviously do the registration. Um, there are times where they would say to you, um, you know, is it possible to do some kind of a donation towards your test costs? Um, and if you can't, the Sunflower Fund pay for them. If you can, we just very well, grateful it, it for assists, that. Of course, yes, of course. absolutely. Um, and then once it is done, they will email your form through to you. Um, once you've got that form, you will take that form and you will go to your closest Sandbus clinic. So there's one in Cragle Park. There's there's a couple around of the permanent clinics, and they will basically take two test tubes of blood from you and that is what will get you onto the registry. They strip the DNA out of those two test tubes and your DNA will then go onto the registry. So that's basically how easy it is to join. What um so you said you have to be over eighteen to join. My question is what age do people usually get diagnosed? Okay, so that that that's actually there's seventy five percent of people that have leukemia are under twenty five. It it is a it is a young adolescent illness. So th- those are the scary statistics. We've got babies as young as six months old that are diagnosed. Um, if you go to any of the hospitals, and I'm sure Ray would have seen this as well, is that the, the children's oncology wards are full of kids. There are just so many children. And it's also the most – leukemia is the most – Common cancer in children. I was going to say, Ray. Ray, you said you bruised. You had a bruise that wouldn't go away. What are some of the other symptoms that you might find uh, if you're you're suffering from what, what leukemia? If you, yeah. what are some um, of the symptoms? I think the kids um, generally are very lethargic. Um, you can they, they, they get little white spots in the in the iris of the eye. Um, also, obviously, the bruising. I don't know which other ones. Yeah, I guess you you just feel like you you're not well. You feel like you got flu or something yeah. like that, but you can't quite pinpoint what it is. And um, I think that taught me that yeah, you know, if you do have something, you don't leave it because yeah. if I had left yeah. it a few more weeks, there would have been no chance. I think it's yeah. important. I've I've also learned that in life is if you do if you ever feel out of sorts. Uh, head straight to the doctor. They know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. My doctor gave me good advice once, and she said, "Never ever Google anything. Don't <laughs> don't say I have a sore throat with it because it it doesn't. It's not right. You need no. someone there telling you exactly what's going on with your body." Yeah. I actually saw a doctor's office once where they'd put a poster up on the wall that said they're going to charge you an extra two hundred rand or something if you go there and tell them what's wrong with you. <laughs> if you've googled That's it and go and say. I, I didn't feel very well, so I Googled it, and this is what I think I've got. They will charge you extra for that. Yeah, because they got their degree for a reason, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Google always gives you the worst-case scenario. So, I mean, 
obviously that's not where you want to put yourself. Totally. Um, Shelby, are there any myths or sort of stigmas around donating so I think that what what most people um, sort of they conjure up in their mind is you know all these movies that we see like uh, my sister's keeper and all of that kind of thing, and the reality of it is is that we don't drill into the bone to pull bone marrow out and all of that kind of thing. It's it's really um, it's done through your blood. Your blood carries stem cells. It's part of the blood system. And what they do is if you are a match, if you are a match to somebody, you'll get that phone call. So suddenly you get superhero status because you are a match to somebody. Um, and you will then, you will have a, a course of human growth hormone injections beforehand, which stimulates the, the production of stem cells in your blood so that when you do the donation, they can get as many as they, as, as they need. Um, they'll book you into a private clinic. Um, and the, the process is basically a needle in either arm. Blood goes out from the one arm, it goes through an apparesis machine, which is a cell separator machine. It separates your stem cells out of your blood, and the blood goes back into your body. So the only thing that you will lose on that day, which regenerates itself, are stem cells. And stem cells is what that little bag, I mean, Ray would know that that little bag of 170 mils of stem cells is what they do the transplant with. So it's literally a a life saving 170 mils which which your body is going to regenerate carrying on because your your blood just, just keeps regenerating is is the process of of what you've just mentioned is that painful at all um you know th- they say that it's not but um the reality is is that you could have joint pain because obviously it's it, it's stem cells it's bone marrow it it's it's part of your your blood system your and they say that you can have um Joint pain, um, is you that, can is feel that, fluish. Yeah, uh, they, they, they basically give you a stimulant, yes. which is Neuprogen, and they inject it into your stomach a few days before, and your body goes mad producing stem cells. So then you've got more than enough yeah. to harvest. Oh, wow. Yeah. So actually when they harvest, they have enough for about two or three transplants. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal, the way the technology has moved yes. and, and the way that you can do this. Yes. Brilliant. So it's it's as I say, you know, it, it it's not. Uh, I would say it's probably more uncomfortable than than anything. Uncomfortable is a good word. And also, <laughs> the, the 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 process takes between four and seven hours. So that people should should also know that they need to be off for that day. Yeah. You know. Bring a good Chill, book. Take a yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be saving lives. That I think that's the most important part about all of this. Is it? If you can and, and use what you have, then do something with it right now. Um, if you're producing, they've given you medication to produce all yeah, these absolutely. stem cells. You're, you're more than enough to harvest for someone else. And you could be saving someone's life exactly like Ray. Yeah, yeah. exactly the same. So, so through events like the Everest Challenge, which is incredible, and I'm now a part of it, just saying. Um, <laughs> that, that just happened. You, you raise a lot of money and awareness. What other stuff goes on that the public could get involved in with the Sun? So the other fund? big one, obviously, is, is Bandana Day. When is so that? Bandana Day is always on the 12th of October. Um, and, uh, I mean, most people r- immediately recognize the bandanas in pick and pay at all the till points and all of that kind of thing. So <clears throat> Bandana Day is a very important one for us because we, we it's not just Bandana Day, but we October's Bandana Month. So obviously you can't um, do everything on that one day, so we kind of spread it out. We do one major thing on that day. We try. Um, but the rest of it we spread out. So we have a lot of corporates that come to us in terms of like, you know, if their corporate colors are orange, they just want orange bandanas. So they'll do a whole thing. We had King Pie who um, just bought green bandanas because their logos are it's purple and green. And we've actually just had pictures of them. It was amazing. Um, so Bandana Day is a very, very important one for us. That's, that's one of our, our, our big fundraisers that we do. And the, and the whole point of it is uh, that you, you sell the bandanas to raise awareness and money. That's correct. So the bandanas are, are sold for 25 rand. Um, and obviously all... all the money that we raise goes towards the tissue type testing, which is 2,000 rand per tissue type test for everyone that joins the, joins the registry. So that's why we do fundraising, and that's why we do events, and that's why Ray does the Everest Challenge, <laughs> so that we well, can… I've got, I've got one more event before the Everest Challenge. Yes. That's we, only on the 20, that's 21st of yes. March. What right? is yeah. that? Next Friday, I'm jumping on my bicycle and cycling to Cape Town for the Argus. 
Ray, you are a fit man. <laughs> no, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, what is this? It's also a Sunflower Fund event, and it's called the Sunflower Tour of Light. Also, you can look it out on, on Facebook. And uh, it's just, a, again, a bunch of nutters um, led by Cecilia Hemstra and, and her husband, Tuck, who had a, also a stem cell transplant. And that's to create awareness. So we're going to stop at hospitals along the route, visit uh, cancer patients, and and sort of share our goodwill with them. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet all of those links, and uh, so people can keep up to date with the yeah, crazy stuff that you're up to, because <laughs> I think it is is quite inspirational. It's random. And it's it's random. It's yeah. um, funny enough that you mentioned King Pa. Natalie Rovers, who's the marketing, yes. she is yes. one of a, my very good friends, and she has mentioned time and time again about the sunflower. She actually blend. sent me the photo. That's amazing. Yes. That's yeah. really, she really incredible. She actually sent me the photo because apparently one of the um, managers in at the Somerset West Bakery in Cape Town passed away from cancer, and they had a picture of all of the staff from that particular factory. She's so incredible, was, and she's doing amazing things yeah. within King Power, which is really yeah. exciting. So that was really lovely. But awesome. yeah, we, we, as I say, the corporates are great. I mean, we've got some lovely corporates on board that really, really support Gauteng, especially, obviously, we're sort of quite territorial about our territories. <laughs> um, so I kind of look after Gauteng and it's like, you know. It's your, it's your yeah, baby. It's absolutely, your baby. yeah. All right. Well, we, we are going to retweet all of the links, but uh, I would love for you to just give a bit of your information, social media, website, where people yeah. can get in touch with you guys. Okay. So um, we are on www.sunflowerfund.org.za, which is the website. You can find us on Twitter. I think you've, I actually don't have the Twitter thing. It's fine. I think it's, it's all based it's all at there. the website. It's all based at the website. If you go onto the website, it will give you all our social media. Um, so our Facebook, our Twitter, um, I, I think there's even Pinterest things going on as well. So there's a whole lot of stuff. But then obviously, secondary to that is obviously the, 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 the Everest Challenge, which has got its own Facebook page. So there's obviously all these other pages that that are created for these different events. Perfect. We will retweet that. Ray Shelby, it's been great having you on the show it's and spreading pleasure. the kindness of the Sunflower Fund and, and the amazing work that you guys are doing. I Thanks think it very is much. very inspirational. Ray, I want to keep up to date with everything that you do. <laughs> I think your life is crazy and interesting, and I want to I want to see you get down to Cape Town and, and raise money and awareness. It is fantastic. Also being on your show. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very Really great. Amazing. Thank you very much. You've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central and we've spent the show chatting about good stuff because that's what we do. That is how we roll. We bring you all of the good news stories. There's never enough time to fit it all in. Uh, next up is The Buzz. I think that's another good show that you can get in touch with and, and listen to good stuff happening in the entertainment world, um, which is fantastic. I'm going to leave you with just a little nugget to carry with you throughout the day. Create the highest, grandest vision possible for your life because you become what you believe, and that I believe. Uh, that's the good stuff for this week. If you want to catch up with any other of the shows or the podcasts, you can get them on the Cliff Central website, or you can go straight to iTunes to the good stuff. Thanks, and only good things.